Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. I hope you're having a great week. So today I want to talk about the dangers of getting too close to your customer. Now you may be wondering, what the heck is Chris talking about? And I don't know, have you ever had a manager tell you, a sales manager say, hey, um, I think you've built too good of a relationship with a customer? Yeah, most likely not, right? I mean, building strong relationships with customers is a cornerstone of a successful sales professional. I mean, we talk about it all the time with our guests. A salesperson who can establish trust and rapport often enjoys much higher customer retention rates, increased sales, better pipeline, makes more money. However, like anything in life, there can be too much of a good thing. And when a sales rep becomes too close to their customer, they might inadvertently miss out on potential risks and downsides that are there. They just don't know it. It's undeniable that forming that personal connection can create a positive environment and atmosphere for business, makes it easier to get a deal done. However, when a sales pro becomes too familiar with their customer, you know several potential risks uh, may emerge. So for example, bias and blind spots, right? A close relationship can ultimately lead to maybe a bias that clouds your judgment as a sales rep, Right. The sales rep might overlook potential red flags or even dismiss signs of trouble just due to their overall positive feelings towards that account, that customer, that contact. You simply don't notice the clues that you might notice when working, let's say, with a newer customer or a newer prospect. I mean, think about it. How many times as a sales rep, how many times have you taken out an incumbent vendor? I have. Lots of us have. You know, when that happens, it's that incumbent vendor lost that heightened kind of that heightened paranoia that I think a lot of great salespeople have. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I was once working on a large account, you know, this is many years ago, and we were selling to a company that was looking to build out a new architecture for their network. They were a type of service provider back in the day. As we started to get more access and we were actually spending more time on site, I would see the incumbent vendor rep who had been working with them for many, many years. And this guy had great relationships. In fact, <laughs> he was out there every Wednesday delivering cookies. And the context, they really liked him. He was a really nice guy too. I met him at uh, one point. Well, while he was delivering cookies, we were delivering sales presentations. We were delivering demos and we were trying to reset design expectations. Eventually, he figured it out. But by the time he did, his incumbency was already at risk. I think another another one is lack of objectivity. Objectivity is vital in sales. And as a sales, you know, if you're a sales rep and you're too close to your customer, you might have difficulty in assessing the customer's needs, their preferences, or more importantly, their changing needs, their changing preferences, and maybe the circumstances that are changing right there in front of you. I'm a huge fan of being an advocate for the customer. 
But the challenge is that when a rep gets too close and maybe even over-rotates on being a customer advocate, they lose some of that objectivity on what is good business. For example, you know, maybe the customer comes to you and wants a discount or wants some term or wants something. You may move too quickly to give into a customer request that has some business impact to you, the vendor, versus maybe initially pushing back and actually, actually leveraging that great relationship that you have. Another challenge or kind of issue that I've seen is a failure or even an inability to upsell or cross-sell, right? A, a sales pro who becomes friends with the customer, the customer contact, they might hesitate to introduce a higher priced or maybe a complimentary or an additional product. You know, I've heard this, I've heard this before. They fear that it could strain the relationship or be seen as being too opportunistic. Now, I understand. I mean, I do understand the need to be cautious and maybe you don't want to introduce some newer product that you're worried will not work. It took you a long time to build that relationship. But I also I think that thinking is flawed. It's because you have that relationship is a reason why you sh- you would want to cross sell and maybe cross sell a little earlier than you might be comfortable with. Because you have that relationship, you have that credibility bank that you can draw from you know, if something goes a little bit awry or, or maybe you have some challenges in the process. I, you know, I, another problem that arises is just missed opportunities, right? Being overly attentive to a single customer can distract you from seeking out new or additional customer opportunities. I've seen this. I've, and by the way, I've done this. I mean, it's very common that when anyone gets traction with a big account, it's just easier, right? Unfortunately, when you get comfortable, it can lead to some stagnation and, and missed opportunities for growth. So, you know, maintaining a professional distance, it doesn't mean sacrificing your genuine interest in your customer success. It's, it's just about striking a balance that allows for great collaboration while keeping a clear perspective on potential risks. So, you know, what are some of the ways you can do that? Well, we talked about being objective, right? So stay objective. And just consciously evaluate your customers' needs, their preferences, the changing circumstances, and, and do that. Try to do that without being influenced by personal feelings. I personally like to build this into a process that just allows me to create a more formal environment for this. And this could be a monthly, maybe a quarterly review. It's just an opportunity where you sit down in a more formal way and review the past business problems. What have we addressed? What's new? What's changing? And so on. I think another step you can do is just encourage open communication, right? Create an environment where the customer feels comfortable sharing, of course, their positive experiences, but also their concerns. And, you know, salespeople, we have happy ears. We love hearing good news. We love hearing when we're doing a good job. And by the way, then we'll go tell everybody else about it. But while we love hearing that, um, the top reps, the top sales professionals, they're actively looking for the negative feedback. Man, don't be afraid of it. Get the information from the customer, dig into it, then go work on that negative feedback. And, and here's where the beauty happens. The beautiful thing about this is that when you do that, it actually improves and tightens your customer relationship versus my cookie delivery rep competition person. He didn't do that. And he didn't, he didn't pull those issues. To, the issues were there, but he didn't pull them to the surface. He just swept them under the rug and then we came in as a competing vendor and started shaking up that rug and then started, you know, working on cleaning it all up. Now, another one is, you know, if you can diversify your portfolio, 
And this obviously doesn't apply to you if you only have one product. Maybe you're selling a SaaS offering and right now it's new. It's a smaller company and might be one, one feature, one function, one thing it does. But it does apply if you have multiple accounts. You know, there's that old saying about not putting all your eggs in one basket. It's good to allocate your attention and efforts across a range of customers just to ensure you're not overly reliant on that one single source of business. I, I sometimes think about it. Uh, I've seen this happen. It's a little bit of a tangent idea, but you get to the end of the quarter, you know, you're working on a big deal, you're getting maybe towards the end of the year, and you're so focused on that one account and that one deal, and you work on it for months and months and months. You get to the end of the year. And then you look in January and like, uh uh-oh, you sort of lost focus on the rest of the business, the rest of the pipeline creation. And now it feels like you're starting from nothing. You know, so again, it's that that idea of balance. But I do want to point out something that I think is really important here. You know, each business is different, but you know, the Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule, that still seems to mostly play out in sales, which is you're going to get, you know, maybe 80% of your business from roughly 20% of your customers. Maybe it's 70% of your business from roughly 30% of your customers. So, you know, while I'm talking about getting balanced, you also don't want to over-rotate on the diversification strategy to the detriment of your core business and your core account. You know, and then I, I think another good step is, and we've talked about this with many guests, is seek feedback. Regularly ask colleagues or managers to gain an outsider's perspective on your account, the interactions with your account, what you're working, what you're doing. They might be able to identify blind spots that you've missed. Now, I've worked on several teams over the years where we would periodically bring a big, good customer to a team call or a team meeting for review. And the goal for the team was to dig in, ask questions, bring some of your own unique experiences from your deals to this deal. And just dig in. And I was on one team where they had a rule. And that one rule was that the presenting rep could not assume anything. You either knew information or you didn't. And if a team member was asking you about something or saw a possible blind spot, if you didn't know it, hey, that's great. That is something that you as a rep, you can now take as an activity to go explore, dig in, gather that knowledge, and make sure it's not a blind spot, potential risk, or more importantly, uh, make sure you're make sure you're not missing out on an opportunity. Now, hopefully, you've got a good manager that that does a weekly one on one with you, and if they are good, they're probably asking you a bunch of questions. And ultimately, it's for this very reason. You know, you're you're out there, you're grinding it out every day, you're head down, and sometimes it's hard to step back and think about the business. And if you've got a good manager, hopefully they're helping you do that by asking you questions, not to interrogate you, ultimately to help you so you can go faster, get ahead of those blind spots before they become bigger issues. So as I wrap up, please don't get me wrong. I would much rather have a large customer and a great relationship than the alternative. Again, it's just about balance and comfort. So I wanted to kind of put out a a title out there that might get some attention you know, to get you to listen to the podcast, but it really is about just not getting comfortable because if you ever start to feel comfortable with your account, comfortable in your role, consider that a red flag. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, 
please subscribe, give us a positive rating, and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thank you.